reproduction of this content is not allowed without the express written consent of EBH Fitness LLC. Dr. C. Victor Herbert III, and I'm taking it to the house. And I'm Dr. Timothy Hoover, and I'm taking it to the house. We want to welcome you all to another edition of Taking It to the House. I got my nephew over there. We're like boys, and we got some stuff for you. We got the NFL we want to talk about. The Super Bowl is just around the corner, and we got to talk about the NBA. What's the GOAT to do today? Who is the GOAT? in the NBA. That's worthy of debate, but we're gonna talk on a few of those topics. Vic, before you have a burn, I just wanna talk about health. A TSA moment, a PSA moment, call it PSA, excuse me. Last week, I wanna circle back. We were talking about resolutions. Well, I wanna say for those of you that are concerned about your health or wanna get into a health regimen, exercise, running, do something different, I say sir, first consult your doctor. Please, on this show, we've always been talking about pre-screen checkups regularly, especially us men who are, are seemingly not willing to go to our doctor's appointments. Well, we're asking and encouraging you to do that. So if one of your resolutions is, I'm gonna start working out, I'm gonna turn back the clock, please, please, please go see your doctor first. And the last bit of your PSA is know that the scale is not necessarily your friend. It's only a number, like your blood pressure. It's a number, your cholesterol, that, those are numbers. But when your doctor looks at everything together, they can paint a picture. So please consult your doctor before you start anything that's re required uh, exertion or exercise and a nutritionalist in your back pocket would be very healthy, help, helpful as well. And that's your PSA for today. Not TSA, but your PSA for today. Uh, you know, it's, it's hard to imagine that it's Super Bowl season. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe because my Ravens are not in the Super Bowl mix. But for two caliber types of teams, you know, this nature, I'm, it, I don't – I don't hear the Super Bowl hype. I don't know. Does it feel the same way to you, or am I just that disconnected right now from the media and, and what's happening in the world of football? How, how, how are you digesting this upcoming weekend? Well, I'm like you. You know, I haven't even paid attention to a lot of Sports Center or, or any of the sports news because I'm just not into it this year. I don't know what it is, but it is still the Super Bowl. It's not your team. It's not my team. But guess what's going to happen on Sunday? Where are you going to be on Sunday? You're going to be tuned in because it is still the Super Bowl. It's the highest rating TV show in America on that day and probably can set records regardless of the team or who's in it. You're still going to be putting your butt in a seat somewhere in front of a TV. 
No, it's not the Ravens. It's not the 49ers. It's not the Cowboys. It's not nobody that we necessarily care about, but we're fans. And for our consumers here on this show, they want to hear, they want to know what we think. So we need to invest just a little bit of time and share with our fans on, even though they're not our teams, what you think. Who's going to win? We got Mahomes. We got Hurts, quarterbacks. We got uh, Sirianni, coach. And then we got uh, the genius on the other side, Andy Reid, who was fired by the Eagles. And so we got one team that has stars at every level. I'm talking about the Eagles from the offense, defense, special teams. And then you got no-name receivers necessarily on on the Chiefs. But you still got Patrick Mahomes. Oh, I didn't mention Patrick Mahomes got a bad ankle. So getting the ball to those receivers is going to be vitally important. And they, don't have, they have no names on, at running back. So after looking at it, I would say, man, looks like the Eagles, in my opinion, got the better team. They got the better team. I didn't say they got the better coach. I didn't say they got the better quarterback. I think they have the better team. I don't want the Eagles to win. I'm not an Eagles fan. However, you mentioned last week, it is a brother's bowl. We're not talking about the Kelsey brothers. We got Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes. So I really can't lose. And another reason to tune in because we got a couple brothers going at it for the first time ever. So tune in just for that if for no other reason, sir. But let's break it down. I mean, after, after, after that, how can you not be excited about the Super Bowl? I'm entertained. I mean, you know, it, it's always <laughs> a bittersweet moment because it's the last game of the season. So that next week, football fans across the world will experience a very dark period of life until September. And then there's the other part of the excitement of it's the Super Bowl. So permission, you know, so uh, you, you already talked about it. New Year's resolutions. People want to eat right. People want to have this healthy diet and workout. Guess what? You're going to blow that diet on Super Bowl. Just put that into your calendar. Put that into your cheat <laughs> meal plan. Because I know good and well, I'm about to hurt some food. If I'm not even going to enjoy the game, I'm going to hurt some food. Chicken wings, pizza, Subway sandwiches. I mean, you name it. Cookies, sweets, stuff I'm not even supposed to eat. I don't even know that that can even be baked, bought, or or broiled or broiled. I'm just telling you, I'm about to be about it. So with that known, I will definitely enjoy the game. But as as you stated, it's mm, it's the Brothers Bowl, and and I don't like how the Eagles did my boy Andy Reid, but my okay. frat brother is the quarterback for the Eagles, and so I don't like how Nick Saban did. Jalen Hurts and this you know so there's that other part of his story everybody has a story um so there's these storylines that really got me intrigued but I agree with you that the Eagles team is nasty on both sides of the ball um so but then you got Patrick Mahomes who can be the up and coming they've what went to three Super Bowls already uh so I like him to have another victory uh, I like Andy Reid to show everyone I'm not a one-trick pony. I want him to get vindicated. I still feel there's an injustice. Like He's not as respected as he should be. He is a great coach. And for the Eagles to give up on him, how much more would it feel great? 
if he can go ahead and close the deal oh, and beat yeah. his old team and says, I told you. Now, hey, we yeah. saw what Shaq yeah. said after he won his Super Bowl and what he told Kobe Bryant. <laughs> Tell me how my ass tastes. I can only imagine <laughs> that if if Big Red, <laughs> if Big Red could get a microphone <laughs> and bend over all that assola, as grandma would say, and it's time the Eagles fans and say, Hey, tell me how my ass tastes. <laughs> you know, as he hoist another Lombardi, I would love to see that. So, I mean, uh-huh. go Chiefs. I, I don't know, man. You can't go wrong on this one. Yeah. So let me let me break it down like this, Coach. Uh, advantage Chiefs when you talk about Andy Reid and Sirianni. So advantage Chiefs uh, for coaching quarterback. Hertz is not completely 100% either because of his bad shoulder, but however he can run, he can still get, avoid the sack. Uh, and he's efficient enough to get that ball out. So if both are healthy, you know, 100% and not, not injured, I would give the advantage to Mahomes. But that bad wheel, high ankle sprain, uh, and again, in a championship game for the AFC, he had to get rid of the ball quickly, and they were still getting to him, and then he eventually – Hurt it a little bit more. So I call quarterback play an even, just an even. But when we go to running backs, Chiefs have really no name running backs, but they are so efficient because of the mastery of Andy Reid and play calling. So you really don't know when they're going to run, how they're going to run it, or is it going to be a pass? So their running game with Pacheco is efficient enough. But advantage to the Eagles when you talk about Boston and I forget the, the other other running back that they do have, which is two-headed running back scheme for the Eagles, advantage to the Eagles. Receivers. Uh, do you Can you name a receiver on the Kansas City Chiefs? Most people can't. It's just Mahomes is just that good. They get rid of Cheetah, you know, and everybody thought they were gonna, there's going to be a letdown and not be as proficient. Oh, that's how good Mahomes is. And then you got Travis Kelsey. He's still open right now. He's open right now. The Eagles need to put somebody on him right now and shadow him everywhere he goes. He's, he's the difference maker for the receiving core. So Mahomes and Kelsey, uh, I don't know the tight end for the, the, is it Goddard, I believe, for the Eagles? So he breaks the mold. He breaks the breaks even. Although, man, your boy, Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown for the Eagles, all Hurts has to do is just get it out there to them because them boys will go get it, okay? They will go get it. So other than Kelsey, advantage to the Eagles. Now, when we talk about defense, uh, Kansas City has not had a defense really to speak of, but they showed up in the Cincinnati the championship game. They did show up, but they're not on par. Even though they're better than what they have been in years past, they're not on par with the Eagles. The Eagles are nasty. Don't forget they got Sue over there, and Sue will bite his mama's titty off if he if he had to. So they are that bad, and they cycled them in, but the Chiefs are not that bad when you got uh, Chandler Jones and and oh, who is the other uh, big big D rusher on the Chiefs? But they're just not as good. So advantage again to the Eagles for that. So just breaking it down like that, and the special teams, I give it to the Eagles as well. 
but if you kick that ball to that punt returner or kickoff returner to the Chiefs, he will and can embarrass you. Uh, so toss-up maybe for the special teams, but I still give a slight edge to the Eagles. In my analysis, advantage to the Eagles all the way through, but you still have to play the game. And I heard one uh, analyst talk today that this Super Bowl will remind him of when the Bucks and the uh, Chiefs play, that Mahomes will be on the run quite a bit. That's how nasty the defense is. And I don't see it, but these guys are a little bit better than me. So we'll see how it all plays out. You still have to play the game. I'm with you. I think that's where the edge is, defense. When you look at a Darius Slay, and I forget the opposite running uh, defensive back, He's a bad dude. Mm. And the no-name receivers of the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, my goodness, man. The defensive backs, the defensive backs for the Eagles are nasty. They're both shut down corners. So when you have that situation, you definitely will be relying upon Mahomes' ingenuity, how innovative he can be. But as you stated, he's, he's not 100%. So now he's not, he will not be that mobile in the pocket. So when you have two outstanding DBs back there, that means there's going to be a limited amount of time for a window for him to hit them, for for Mahomes to get them, which means that front four, that front five, those twos, those DBs, I mean, those linebackers, oh, big frenzy. And we saw, even though Patrick Mahomes was not 100%, oh, only reason why they lost that game, I would say they ran out of time because Cincinnati was not scared. And Cincinnati found a way to, to still exploit the gap. And it was a dumb play, a dumb defensive yeah. play that allowed them to get in position to kick a field goal. It wasn't that they, yeah. you know, all of a sudden Mahomes just sat up there and lit up the scoreboard. That was a right. one possession game. And so yeah. the Eagles the a little bit more disciplined. Yeah, the Eagles a little bit more disciplined where you have two DBs that will lock down and you have a very nasty uh, defensive line. And so if I switch it on the other side, I don't know the, the defensive backs for Kansas City Chiefs that can shut down a Devontae and AJ. Really? Really? Right. I mean, right. you got two right. burners. Right. As you say, go get it. Right. Two burners saying, yeah. come on, give, I mean, God. And so <laughs> now they go out. And again, how, how yeah. mobile is Jalen? Because if he can get outside the pocket, you already got DBs already down 20, 30 yards down the field. So Jalen yeah. can work it outside the pocket. He got a screen pass to Miles Sanders or, or the other running back. You know, he's got, t- he's got weapons. He's got weapons. Yeah. And so, to your point, defense edge goes to uh, the Eagles. And now we go to offensive matchup to the defensive matchup, the offensive Eagles versus the Kansas City's defense. I still give the edge to the to Eagles. So as you stated earlier, the Eagles got the better team all around. But now we go down to the yeah. intangibles. Uh, is Sirianni ready for this big level? Because Big Red's been there. Big Red's been there a couple times. Been there with the Eagles, and he's been there twice with Kansas City. He's been there, and he's gone up against some dogs. So this is where you know him and Eric Bieniemy together put together a play, uh, you know, uh, uh, a game plan that can uh, exploit the Kansas City's yeah. strengths, minimize their weaknesses, and find ways to attack um, the Eagles. So that's where it will be a great game because the minds, 
the minds, the minds, the minds, how to how to how to work that. So it'll be a good game. If you told me I had to pick who here we go. Here we go. Here we go. You know, there's there's the heart and then there's the mind. Uh, uh. <laughs> and, 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 and this was going to start happening with Mahomes. He's going to start getting the Tom Brady treatment where you just don't pick against him. You just don't pick against him. And I want to believe that it's a nasty taste in their mouth when they did get to the show and they lost. And I'm going edge to Kansas City Chiefs. Andy Reid will vindicate um, how the Eagles did him wrong, gave up on him. Okay. And Patrick Mahomes will allow – will give him that victory. And it'll be a close game. It'll be a close game. Uh, But we've seen some games this year where the Eagles didn't show up. The Eagles did not show up. And so – uh, I may, and that that could be uh, credit to their inexperience at this level, and so I'm going big red, uh, one possession game, great game, um, you know, less than seven points. It'll be less than seven point a game, but I, I see I see big red and Kansas City Chiefs taking this one. I'm with you. I'm not an Eagles fan. I'm going with Kansas City. I love love how you you broke it down, especially with the intangibles. You know. Uh, it is a big stage, uh, lots of pressure. How many seats do you get for your fans and tickets you get for your fans? How many people can be, be dialed in? Well, another intangible. Andy Reid has had two weeks to prepare for you. Two weeks to scheme, two weeks to get it together and to get healthier for Mahomes. So I give that to, to Kansas City, but you still got to play the game. So we're going to be on here next week. We're going to talk about how great the, our picks were or not, but we'll be here next week. Nonetheless, we will talk about ourselves and our picks next week. You tune in. Who do you want to win? Chime in. Let us know on Facebook or any of our platforms. Let us know who your team is. We want to hear about it. Vic, we're going to transition pivot a little bit. Stay in the NFL, though. Tom Brady, man, hot in the news. As of last week, he decided to retire. I think it's for good this time. Um, what do you think, sir, about him, his legacy, his career, his retirement, like right now? Uh, I sure, certainly want to hear your thoughts on Tom Brady and the Tom Brady uh, mystique, if you will, his pro career. Incredible. Uh, I, I, I find myself at this age now, I've seen enough football. I do remember Joe Montana. I do remember Steve Young. And to know that Joe was the – who was that guy? You know, I don't recall too much of a Terry Bradshaw, but Joe Montana was a guy who grew up watching in the 80s and the 90s. And I will tell you, Tom Brady is that dude, man. I mean, he didn't have a lot of talent. And not only did he do it in New right. England, he showed, to, he showed Bill Belichick. It wasn't you, partner. It wasn't you. Him winning that championship in Tampa Bay still his fate as one of the greatest of all time because it showed I wasn't the system quarterback. I was just great in New England. I went through how many different offensive coordinators during that time, how many different uh, philosophies. Was it going to be a defensive-led team, an offensive-led team? I mean, there's a lot of different personalities over that 20 years that he spent in New England, uh, but he had to show up every year, and he stayed healthy. One big major uh, injury he had in his career, and since then, he maintained a relatively healthy career so he could play to 45, 46 years old. 
I have to give him. I have. To, I mean, I, he he's he's that dude. I, I don't I don't see another quarterback being able to do that. Six six okay. six rings. That's six rings. Not how many times he's been there. Mm-hmm. That's six rings. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. two different teams. Um, yeah. You know, I I, I got to give him. I got to give it to him. <clears throat> and 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 the other thing about it, he was a quarterback that was that was left for dead. He was a, a almost a mystery irrelevant. Not even a thought of coming out. He wasn't a number one draft pick. He wasn't the Dan Marinos or the John Elways and all these. Oh, he had all these expectations placed on him coming out of college. No, he was literally left for dead. And so for you to come out just like a Brock Purdy and become a, a household name of longevity, sustainability and victory and winning ethic. He did it the right way. He, he you know, uh, he had his irks. But he wasn't a bad guy. He was uh, he was dedicated. He showed I'm here to play. He willed his team to play. He's the guy you did not want to have the ball last. If you were going to beat Tom Brady and whatever team <laughs> he had, you had to make sure yeah. like it was a Halloween movie, Friday the 13th, or Freddy Krueger. You had got to make sure he is dead. <laughs> if not, he's coming <laughs> to get you, and he's going to do you yeah. bad. So I, I gotta give him yeah. his credit. I gotta <clears throat> give his pre- his, uh, his credit, his props. Dude is a bad man. Yeah, my take is self-made man. Okay, coming out of Michigan, no accolades, nothing. Sixth round, I believe, goes to the Patriots. What did the Patriots see at that time to even consider choosing him? He wasn't like you said, a uh, number one pick or touted for his athleticism, his big arm, size, running ability, none of those things. He gets his first job when Drew Bledsoe with the Patriots gets hurt. He comes in and he never relinquished the helm. Once he got it, he kept it. So there was mystery in what did Belichick, what did his staff see in a a, a guy who ran a, what, a 5.0, 40, maybe? For something in the 40, he was skinny, but here we are 20 years later, you know. I'm not going to say he's going to be missed because I really didn't like him as a, I wasn't a fan of his, but I have the ultimate respect for a competitor, and he was a competitor. I'm going to tell you why. You remember the tough rule? Well, what, what established the tough rule? It was Tom Brady in a playoff game against Oakland. And he hit the ball, fumbled it. Oakland, the Raiders, my team at that time when I was a fan. And that was a fumble. And they ruled it an incomplete pass, a tough rule because of Tom Brady. That's when I started becoming like, ain't this a B? This don't make no kind of sense. And then we want to talk about deflate gate. And then we want to talk about the, uh, the recordings that were going on in New England. Well, I got a question whether or not you want any of those things legitimately. But guess what? You, you won them. You're not going to turn them back in. Won those championships. You won your games. You got these milestones. You got the accolades now. But Tim Hoover, me as a host, I won't forget those things that brought about your legacy. They are part of the story. However, when it came to competing and preparation, 
uh, in the football realm, probably none better than you, Tom. And how you can bring let's 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 talk about Tampa Bay. The previous regime was under uh, a quarterback that threw maybe 50 touchdowns, but 30 interceptions. You took that same team and got them to the Super Bowl the next year. You can do that. And so how you can dedicate yourself, sacrifice yourself, sacrifice your family, your time, dedicate yourself to your body to be able to last this long. I respect all that. But even as good as you are, you still have a little shade on your legacy and your career in my mind. But I give you props. I will not give you GOAT. I will not debate GOAT. No, I can't do that because I have my own choice. And until we get some objective data on GOAT status, I will have my opinion and somebody else will have theirs. But you are not my GOAT. Take that to the bank. And that's taking it to the house. <laughs> no, you can drop the mic on that one. I ain't got nothing about that. That's smoking. It's still smoking, man. I don't know. That's sports first, man. I, I'm stepping around there and I'm putting the concertina wire. And, you know, I got a biohazard suit on, bro. I ain't going to do that. I ain't going to do that. Well, let's talk about another GOAT debate that's in the NBA if we can transition. Tonight, LeBron James has a chance to break a record that many perceive that wasn't ever going to be broken, and that's Kareem's record and uh, a scoring record, which leads to how do you get these scoring records? And some of these records are just based on longevity. You just got to be able to stay in the game. You just got to be able to last. So uh, let's talk about LeBron in a Laker uniform breaking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's record, who long NBA career and most of it with the Lakers. Remember, he was with the Bucks first, but he retired as a Laker. I wanted to know what you think. And you even asked the question, all the talk about GOAT, Michael, Jordan, uh, how come Kareem's not being mentioned, LeBron, and, and Bill Russell's not being mentioned. So I certainly want to hear, and our fans want to hear, what you think about LeBron passing this record, his legacy, and that GOAT question in your opinion, sir? It's loaded. It's loaded because <laughs> I, because LeBron's on my team, and I'm not a LeBron fan. You know, I was a Jordan fan, you know, and believe it or not, I wasn't a Kobe fan. I was more of a Shaq fan, but Kobe, you know, won me over. But I, I was very upset that they were given this King James, this, this moniker before the kid even dribbled a basketball. So I had issues and I was going, I was always extra critical on him. Now he, he's matured to a wonderful basketball player, but there's still some things that I, I feel maybe some level of entitlement, some spoilage type stuff. So you ask the question, how do I feel? I feel that along his career, while he did it his way, it's almost like a mercenary. You know, you, you you go ahead and you assemble a team in Cleveland. Doesn't work. You go to Miami. You win a couple championships. You go back to Cleveland, win a championship. Now you say, you know, I'm gonna go out to California and I won a championship. Got it. And he's still producing. I love the fact he's still producing. But the fact that he'll yeah. break this as a Laker uniform, I feel kind of. I rather him break the break the, in a in a Cleveland uniform or in a Miami uniform because you mm -hmm. didn't give me your best years. We get we're getting your great years. Now he's he's performing, 
but you did give me your yeah. best years in that in that purple and gold. But yet you're you will be recognized in that purple and gold breaking the record as someone who sustained that purple and gold and understands the culture of being a Laker. And that right there, as selfish as it may, I have an issue with that. I'm glad he's breaking it, okay. but it's under okay. false pretenses, you know, because you're, you're not a Laker. <laughs> you know, you're a Laker now, okay. but you win some more championships. <laughs> okay, now we can talk about that statue. We can really, really entertain okay. your ideal, your your jersey be hanging from our rafters. So in that part, I'm kind of like, uh, dang, this sucks, but it's good. You know, still a Laker victory at the end of the day. It's still a Laker highlight. It's still something that the Celtics don't have the all-time leading scorer. That's the first two players in, in league history are Lakers, not Celtics. So from that part, it's great that he has still had that number six and then it's Kareem's jersey. Uh, so that part, I, I you know, that's – but I think it's a great accomplishment. Again, it goes back to what we talked about with Brady. Dang, man, he had a relatively healthy career. This guy is like, talk about taking care of your body and talk about, you know, pouring into your craft. He has for 20 years been able to be counted on, which is what upsets me now as a Laker fan that his teammates are not bringing their thunder. I know it's about his record, but you got this guy at 38 years old still averaging 30 plus points a game. And we should not be under 500. So um, I, I'm impressed at that. I'm impressed because even as Kareem was aging out, I don't know if he's as productive as he was as the LeBron at 38. Now, I understand medical science, all that yeah. kind of stuff, but still the same fact that you know, LeBron, it's still LeBron's team and he's still showing it's my team still productive. He didn't, he can't even hand it off to AD. Like, really, who's the one that's 38 years old, LeBron or AD? Because, you know, LeBron is, you know, is dependable. So that's that's how I say on on what this record means that he's doing in a Laker uniform uh, and how I'm kind of conflicted. How do you see it? Yeah, no, you bring up some very good points and I hadn't even thought about that. However, I will differ with you on one thing. If he's going to break the record, be in the Laker uniform. So it stays in house. That's how I see it. Um, uh, But breaking the record. To me. It means only one thing, that you just bring shine to the Lakers for this season and your, and your legacy for a moment. But let's not – I'm a Laker fan, and I know you're a Laker fan. It's not about just this moment. It's about the season, which you alluded to. I'd rather we're scoring these points and getting closer and we're winning at the same time. No, it's a great accomplishment, but in a losing effort, I, it's, I'm not going to call it a bitter pill. It's just a harder pill to swallow. It's a bigger, not bitter, but a bigger pill that it's harder to swallow. So I'm going to salute you and I'm going to praise you because I've never played the game of professional basketball. I played it in the Sandlot or at that YMCA or down the street in the park and thought I was pretty good in my time. Can't imagine what it's like to play with 200, 300 pound guys that are six foot, seven foot, and they can run like deers and can jump out of the gym. Oh, by the way, you do that, LeBron. I can't say that I have an idea of what it is, but I can only imagine it's hard. It's rigorous. 82 game season. Then you play long runs into the playoffs into June. And, and so I, and, and then, then the Olympics, three Olympics for you. 
So I got to uh, uh, praise you and your game. Let's not talk about opening up a school and what you did for those who are just coming out of the prisons and for voting systems and for the black community and lending a voice to the, to the cause. I'm just talking about what you do on the court right now for my Lakers. I praise you for what you're doing. I hate that we're wasting your energy and all of this time and talent and this record in a losing effort. That's all I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to put any shade on you. Man, to get here is remarkable. To come out of high school and to be relatively healthy, that's remarkable. And to be at the biggest stage at 38 years old and still putting up 30, 40 points, remarkable. Now, I just want it all to translate to wins. That's all I want. That's all I'm asking for is to translate into wins. But if we had to talk GOAT, if we had to talk GOAT, again, I will not get into a debate with GOAT because there's no winning that debate. At the same time, there is no losing that debate. Y'all talk about it. Y'all decide it. I have my favorites, and they happen to be in purple and gold. And it's it just not is it's not Michael and it's not uh, uh, LeBron. So my goat is Kareem. You know that is the greatest of all time for me, and I can justify it. But guess what? I don't have to justify it. You just have to deal with it. <laughs> that's your problem if you don't like it. <laughs> but that's my guy. Six-time MVP, a shot that you can't block, huh? Played 20 years in the league and had the scoring record. Just to name a few things, but LeBron, you're in the mention of GOAT. Russell should be. Michael can be, should be. And I talked about Michael came at the perfect storm where multimedia was just coming into play. And, and you're a social media uh, darling, and you have a great advertisement piece with I want to be like Mike. And even now, when, when, when COVID hits, you come out with the last dance. Bruh, timing is perfect for you. And you leave, you have this mystique to you. That's Mike. Let's talk about your athleticism, your six rings, your six rings and coming back and what you could do and dominance on the court. I get all of that, but still not my goat. You just one of the best. One of the best to ever lace them up, Mike. LeBron, one of the best to ever lace them up. Kareem, Chamberlain, Russell, Bird, Irving, I can go on down the list. And what the GOAT really means is who's best and fits your needs. I want to know who's your GOAT. Talk to us. Let us know. It's a healthy debate. I don't mind talking, going back and forth, and even your justification. I'm talking about our fans out there. Let me know who's your GOAT. Talk to me. Who's the best out there? Vic, I'll give it back to you, sir. Great, great debate. And I will tell you, as I've aged and become more of a student of the game, I, I, I know my goat has changed. I, I, I am an early 80s Laker baby. That's what I learned about the Lakers. The Showtime Lakers is my introduction. But I believe that as I was going through, Michael Jordan was my goat. I mean, why not? I want to be like Mike. You got the Michael, you know, the Air Jordan shoes. You got everything. But as I've, again, as I've aged and really started looking and like, wow, studying the game. We talked about Bill Russell this season and what he, the legacy he had to the game, what he had to go through just to lace him up in his own city. Right. 
And right. I look at Kareem, and as I've learned more, particularly this season, as LeBron was chasing his his his, uh, his scoring titles, like, yo, why are they not talking about Kareem? And like you said, take right. away off the field, off the court stuff, because at the time that he's playing, Lou Alcindor switching, becoming now Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, how media shunned him, all that kind of stuff, because they did not understand when we're talking about black identity, black power, and the injustices we faced in the 60s, as well as now. LeBron could only speak about that now because of the efforts that the, the Muhammad Ali's, the Bill Russell's, the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's, the Jim Brown's had, had sat there and discussed this. So even in that yes. part, Jordan never even went there. Jordan never even played in that sandbox. He His sandbox was strictly the basketball court. So when I look at totality and I look at what Kareem did, you're talking about – so now i got to start looking at Jordan's numbers. Okay, so you won six championships. Okay, so the Kareem. You know, uh, so what did you do here? Well, okay, Kareem did that too. So when you start looking at that, hey, you know, you can't even put LeBron in that mix because LeBron only won five championships. Kobe only won five. Let's talk ships versus ships. I got my six. Who's coming to this room? Jordan, obviously, we know Bill Russell walk in. We already talked about the Celtics and those 13 <laughs> rings. We did a deep analysis on that. But, all right, we just say Jordan and Kareem. They both walk into this the doorway that says six, and now to sit down and lay it all out. Guess what? I own a record for 40 years. Dang. Guess what? I'm the first one to won six championships. You were still playing. At, uh, you just got cut from your high school team. <laughs> I'm, I'm winning my fourth championship. You know, I did this on two different teams. So there's so much when I start looking at what Kareem did and how long he did it. And again, you got a 40 year record. Yo, I mean, why do we this? Why has he been glossed over? They have gone straight to Jordan, Kobe, and LeBron. And the mere mention yeah. of, of Kareem was still actively engaged to not even say, yo, this yeah. dude was this guy. I, that 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 hurts, man. So I have again, as I become more of a student of the sport, Kareem's that dude. He's a bad dude, man. And then what he did <laughs> yeah. in college, he won championships in college. LeBron didn't even go to college. So now you're talking about a Kareem that did this at 21 and and, and plus 20. So now you're 40 years old, 39, 40, 41, making these records. LeBron comes in at 18. So. You know, and 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 Kareem has those four years of college. There's three years he played because they don't uh, they had to waive their freshman year. So there's a lot of basketball Kareem played at at a very competitive level before he even got into the league. So you know, you're looking at wear and tear, man. LeBron, um, LeBron, thank you, thank you again. What you're doing for my team, but hands <laughs> down. Uh, all right, sorry, MJ, yeah. you you my dude, but Kareem got you. That, that's that's where I'm yeah. at. I, I am a convert. Hallelujah! I've been converted. Uh, it, <laughs> it, it, it. <laughs> Love it. Love it. That's a be beautiful take, man. And it's no shade on Michael or LeBron. No, it's, I mean, you look at it, you do your, your due diligence and you look at it and imagine if social media was around what Kareem was around, you know, man, they were dictating the late. Uh, their games, you know, so a lot of people didn't even know. And then you talk about the black movement. He changed to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, which meant black power or 
He must be Muslim. He must be an angry black man. And well, no, no, it, it, it doesn't have to be any of those things. It's just, you know, identifying with himself and the black in him. So no, don't trip on that. And the media had a lot of say, a lot of power, a lot of pull back in the days and even to today. And that's why a lot of these young kids, it's all about their brand. It's all about the brand. It's all about their public persona right now. Everybody wants to get their brand out there. So that must mean success. It ain't like the old days, man. I just want to win championships. I just want to who? I just want to hit the ball. I just want to uh, catch the ball. I want to hit somebody. I want to tackle. That's not the dream anymore. It's I want to make a, a thousand bucks on social media. I want a thousand hits in social media. I want a brand. I want my brand. And so that's that's the difference today than it is yesterday. And that's why Le, uh, Kareem is still shunned because uh, even though he turned it around somewhat, he became more likable upon retirement, after retirement or post uh, basketball life. Um, he's no longer a threat. You know what I mean? He was literally punching jokers on the basketball court if you came at him wrong. Kent Benson, kick out. Okay, that's just one of the dudes. But yeah, I don't condone violence. But back in the day, when you're a black man and a white man's coming at you or trying to manhandle you, you were going to get hit. That's just what it was. And he, nobody messed with Kareem. Nobody. Guys, that's the end of our show. <laughs> I've had fun. I have had fun. So by the time we air next week, we got LeBron would have had the record. We've had a Super Bowl. One of the Kelsey brothers is going to lose. Guess what? The other one's going to win. What is mom and dad? Who do they pull for? How are they going to be? Are they wearing the split jersey? One Chiefs, one Eagles. Are they going to love them both? Well, they're going to love them both. But who do they console? Who do they? How is that going to be? Is it going to be kind of weird at the end of the game of the Super Bowl game for mom and dad? I don't know. I don't know. But that is the end of our show. We can't wait till next week so we can talk about the Super Bowl and whatever else is happening in the sports world. Vic, I've had a good time. And that's it. And I'll take it to the house. Hey, fans, it's been great. Unk, you know, we've always looked forward to this day. And I, I, I've enjoyed the day. Steve, thank you again. Hey, you all start stocking up as if it's COVID. OK, when I say that, go to grocery stores, rated because this weekend we about to get fat straight up. <laughs> Throw out the resolution. You get a 23 hour period, 23 hours, because when it hits midnight, you got to 1159 p.m. to get as fat, <laughs> drunk, whatever you want to do. All right. That's it. It's a great spirit. Amnesty point. Clear out grocery stores this week. It, 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 you know, and no, no need for confession Monday morning. Just do what you do. But be your behind back in that gym. This weekend is the, the, the first, now this is our first, it's our next holiday of the year. It's Super Bowl weekend. So again, be safe, party safe and responsibly. Enjoy it. Shoot us a note on Facebook. Hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, all our social media outlets. Tell us how you're going to celebrate Super Bowl. Tell us who your pick is. Tell us who your goat is. This should be a great weekend of sports. We look forward to connecting with you all next week. Again, be safe. Drive safe and just have fun. Dr. Steve Victor Herbert III, take it to the house and I'm out. <laughs>